the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It is great to be with you today. Today is May the 5th. May the 5th. It is uh, a lot of things today and uh, probably uh, maybe the most important to most people, National Day of Prayer. We'll talk about that later on today, but it's also my wedding anniversary, May May 5th, 21 years, 21 years ago, married to my beautiful wife, Christy, mom of my two boys. You know, when people meet Christy, they think I must be rich. And it's really good to be married to her. And uh, so we're going to celebrate. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, we're going to celebrate eventually. It's a busy time, you know. It gets uh, The COVID messed up our 20th anniversary, so we're still looking for, you know, a good trip to do for number 20. Uh, we decided we don't want to, uh, you know, go on a trip somewhere where we're going to be locked in a rooms wearing masks or something. So uh, we didn't. So we'll figure that out eventually. Today on the show, also, I mentioned National Day of Prayer. We'll talk about what that is, where it comes from, and how we should pray, especially in this dark uh, and interesting time. And uh, we'll take your calls. Plus, I want to give uh, parents a little warning and update and some thoughts about some of the agendas towards young kids, in particular, the uh, littlest of kids, the uh, sexual agendas that are being sent to our kids. And I've got some examples for that. And I've got some ways to sort of navigate and help you navigate between some of the things that people just say when they throw out words like grooming and other stuff. And to try to be real specific, because I think that you need to know specifically what's going on. I think as a parent, sometimes we just, we don't really realize, you know, kids say, can I watch TV? I can watch TV. Can I watch the Discovery Channel? Sure, watch that. It's science, right? It's educational. I'd much rather you watch that then uh, just stare at somebody else playing Minecraft on YouTube for hours, which is what the kids tend to do. And then then you find out that, no, maybe the Minecraft is better for them. Maybe they should just zone out and stare at that uh, if they're going to watch TV at all. Probably should uh, just not do that. Anyway, we're going to talk about that. And uh, Pastor Steve Wilburn will be on next hour as well. So you can join the conversation. Today, the number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I recommend uh, putting that number in your phone for Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. Get that in your contacts. That way, when you want to join the conversation, when you know you've got something good to add, you're ready to go. You don't have to wait for me to repeat the number. It's right there, 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS, if you need an easier way to remember it. The email address for the show also, I know everybody can't call. You're sitting at work. You are unable to call, but you can email SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. All right, before we get to some of our topics of the day, I have a guest with us in this first segment here, and she will be starting a program right here on KKLA, Saturdays at 4 o'clock, Understanding the Times with Jan Markell. And maybe you're familiar with her ministry. She is the founder and president and host of Understanding the Times. Uh, and uh, you can go to olivetreeviews.org in order to get to her website. Jan, welcome to Southern California Live. How are you today? Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, and welcome to KKLA. Your show will be starting on Saturdays at 4 o'clock right here at 99.5. Yes. 
Yes, uh, I actually started uh, in radio in the Twin Cities uh, 21 years ago on Salem Twin Cities, so um, we've been branching out ever since. Yeah, it, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and uh, what got you into the, the ministry that you have now where you um, spend a lot of your ministry talking about prophecy in current times and how the events that we're watching on the news and, and things that are happening relate to the Scriptures well, I, and why I, we should think about that. Yeah, I think because I'm seeing a um, sort of, and I'm hearing about uh, a lack of it in our churches. Um, so many people who write and call the ministry that they, they're looking, they're trying to understand the times, and our times are getting so complex. And mm. of course, the Bible says that a, um, a kind of a final generation is going to be very perilous. And I think we're, in, I mean, my goodness, we've got Vladimir Putin talking about nuclear weapons in in Ukraine, so. I think we've hit those perilous times, um, and then the churches seem to uh, probably look on information like that as a bit dark, <laughs> a bit gloomy, um, and so they avoid the topics, and then folks uh, seek out ministries that will kind of, uh, including talk shows, I mean, Christian talk shows such as yours and, and hopefully mine as well, um, that help them better understand the times and become watchmen on the wall. So. Um, I, and then when I when I and I started radio rather late, and again it was 21 years ago, but I was uh, later in, in life. Uh-huh. So um, I've had a chance now to peruse the situation for a couple of decades, and folks are so grateful to folks like yourself um, who will help them make sense of the kind of lunatic times we're in right now. Yeah, you know, I think that um, that's a good way to look at it. When people are looking at the the crazy time we live in, and we do. When you have a perspective of prophecy and the fact that the scriptures actually lay out where yeah. history is going, actually things are not that confusing at all right now. Absolutely. And I think that's really helpful. If, if we know our Bible, the Bible is a roadmap uh, for, for, our, for our life, um, and, and, it, and it's a very accurate roadmap, and it, it goes into great detail. only thing is you really got to read your Bible and you know, be a part of a fellowship that's going to teach it accurately and properly. And even that's getting harder to find. So, again, all the more uh, Christian media is needed today. Yeah, let me come back to this in in just a minute. But uh, when you you started 21 years ago on radio, uh, a little bit later in life, what got you interested in prophecy in particular? What was uh, your your story there? My background... um, Growing up, was in a very conservative uh, Baptist church in Minneapolis, and so that's where I've lived most of my life. And uh, that happened to be a church that talked about, oh, end times. It emphasized the importance of the nation of Israel. Um, and uh, I have a Jewish background myself, so I particularly appreciated their emphasis on Israel and the Jewish people and the role that they played past, present, and future, and I think that's where I it all caught on for me as a teenager. Um, moved on then to Bethel College here in St. Paul, and then uh, on into some other things in life. Uh, but I never felt like I really came home until I jumped into ministry full-time. That would have been in the 1980s, and uh, so it's been a, a number of years, and uh, then um, Christian talk radio, again, through Salem Media, came to the Twin Cities in, I would say, the, probably the late 1990s. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I began listening and getting very intrigued. I mean, we've all heard about talk radio, but Christian talk radio, really? Um, I didn't even know it was around. got acquainted with it on the local level, and that was, again, that's well over 20 years ago now, a wonderful station here in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, And so that so intrigued me, and then I just decided to try it myself. Why not? (laughs) It's 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 been a wild ride, but it's been a very good experience. Yeah. And so your ministry focuses on on prophecy. Obviously, it's called uh, understanding the times that we're in. Christians have, here's a question for you. How do we get very serious about paying attention to what's happening and realizing how it might or might not connect to prophecy without connecting the dots so well that we end up making, um, you know, a declaration about the truth of some event that actually turns out not to be. For example, you can still find books in old used bookstores saying that Gorbachev yeah. is the Antichrist, for example. How do, right. you, how do you not go there, but at the same time draw people to the importance of Scripture and knowing it so that we don't discredit ourselves, but that we stay very clear on what the Bible says? Well, you know, uh, to be honest, that's a... <laughs> That's a brilliant question. It really is. I mean, there's a fine line because mm-hmm. one of the reasons, and pastors have told me this, that one of the reasons they tend to avoid the topic, let's expand the topic to current events, to um, understanding the times, eschatology, uh, kind of final days countdown. One of the reasons they avoid it, and they're very frank and, and, and very honest, and they're right to want to avoid the fringe factor, and there is a fringe factor in in what we're talking about. Harold Camping went out on the limb and said Jesus was coming back in 2011. He staked everything on it. People went to a hillside somewhere and waited for it. Of course, it didn't happen, and some of those people committed suicide. Yeah, it was a horrible Um, thing, ultimately. That's the fringe factor, and it's very dangerous. Um, So... I can't urge people strongly enough to stay away from the fringe factor because it's only going to hurt people. At the same time, um, there's a longing and a love for the truth in the hearts of many of your listeners and mine who want to understand the times. Um, And by the way, if I could just interject quickly before my time would expire, and that is my program covers a lot of topics. I mean, I'm going to go into Mm -hmm. politics. I'm going to go into some of the cultural issues, um, a lot of apologetics. So just so folks don't think that I'm just going to talk about every minute the the king is coming, though I wish he would, quite frankly. I wish he'd come today. But we go into lots of different issues. Um, One of my most frequent guests is Michelle Bachman, and she comes on and talks about inside Washington all the time. So um, and Jack Hibbs, I work very closely with Pastor Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, California, there. Yeah. Um, and I'm a part of his conference activity. So so I'm hoping that the subject matter is broad enough. Um, and, and here's the key word, I think, that is balanced, and that's how I go back to answering your question. If we, If you and I can't address the issues of the day in a balanced manner, then we need to get off the air real quick. That's all mm. I can say. And we need to stay with the the scriptural text. I yes. think, you know, for yes. me, that's what helps. I just, uh, whenever I've taught through Revelation and I do it, and I'll draw a course yeah. on the rest of Scripture, I go through the text, and I sometimes I deliberately don't ask answer questions because I want people to engage with what is mm-hmm. said, and don't mm-hmm. just take my word for it. Get into the word, and what does it actually tell you? Yeah. Um, 
So, and I appreciate that about uh, what you do. So when we look at the world today and the world events, what would you say, just maybe even in the last couple of months, because there's some interesting stories that, uh, you know, may not, I think in, in one sense, everything is heading us towards where the Bible says we're going, right? Everything is significant. But in yeah, another e- event, you know, what are some of the things where we should say, you know, aha, and be alerted um, that's happening right now? I took note a couple weeks ago that with the violence over Easter and Passover weekend on Temple Mount, the yeah. Jerusalem Post wrote an article saying, you know what, maybe now's the time to build the temple. I thought that's significant. Absolutely. You you hit on something so key, and that is all this temple talk uh, in, in, in Israel and mm. actually around the world. Um, a couple of other things I've noted, and I'm sure you have as well, would be, I think through the two years of the pandemic, I've, I've noted uh, people are leaning, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with how much they're leaning on government and on government to direct them, on government even to keep them well. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that concerns me because there's coming a man of government, his name is the Antichrist, we don't know who he is, but... He's going to be all about government, and, and I'm, I'm just uh, uncomfortable with the way people are leaning on government at, at, throughout the uh, COVID ordeal. So th- that's one thing I've noticed. I think I, I, I look at technology and technology, artificial intelligence, um, how it t- technology is going to be used in the very final days in the Antichrist kingdom. I mean, he's going to have to keep track of every human being on the planet, and are they worshiping him or not? Mm-hmm. Well, you, to do that, you've got to have quite a system of technology to follow yeah. through on that. So uh, that's all shaping up uh, the tracking systems that are now in place. Even our cell phones are nothing but a tracking system. So We saw that the other uh, day that the CDC yeah. uh, report came out that has yeah. been tracking uh, cell phones because they wanted to know who's keeping, not individuals, they say, but just in en masse, who's keeping the curfews and who wasn't during the pandemic and different things like that. But your cell phone takes you everywhere you, you know, it tracks everywhere you're going. Absolutely. You can turn it off and it's still going to track you. So yeah. so, so the, these are a couple of things. Anything going on in the Middle East, and, and your, your observation so accurate on, the, on interest in the construction of the temple. I, I happen to headquarter in Minneapolis-St. Paul. We all know this is where... The George Floyd uh, situation happened two years ago, almost to the day now, mm-hmm. um, and that sparked lawlessness that we haven't seen in in many, I don't know that we've ever seen the kind of lawlessness that's been going on since uh, May of 2020, and that's 20 minutes from my office. So I, I, I look at that up close and personal, and almost every community now has some kind of lawlessness going on. That's all predicted for a last uh, later generation I, you know I, I could give a list of 20 things sure those those things come to mind immediately yeah and i think that people should know that even if the lord's plan is to not come back for a while all of these things coming together um yes are we should not be surprised exactly uh, the word is convergence yes that's right and the the, the uh you mentioned all the digital stuff. I think that was something that, you know, something that the pandemic did is they say it pushed forward technology five or six years ahead, mm-hmm. like fast mm-hmm. forwarded. And, you know, the idea maybe 30 years ago of one government uh, agency being able to control commerce around the world, who can buy and sell um, based on a belief they have or subscribing, we thought, well, how would you do that? It's not really possible. Now everybody knows how very easily that could be done. Absolutely. It, it, it's, 
it's borderline terrifying if you think about it too much. But but um, uh, it's sophisticated. Uh, it's very smart technology, and it you know it's our friend. But at the same time, it could become our enemy really fast. That's right. Let me ask you this question: With uh, you know, and this is a uh, exciting conversation, really, because and I think for a lot of uh, Christians, even non-believers, it's really interesting to look at what the scriptures say and then see how it's unfolding. And some of it is very clearly happening, and we can get tied up in that uh, very much. How do we uh, you know, and for churches who struggle maybe to talk about this because they're afraid of uh, going over the deep end on something, yeah. how do we use prophecy today to encourage us to stay on the mission we have now? Um, what would you say about that, the mission to make disciples? Well, I, I, I'm going to reveal probably some of my personal theology, but that comes out very strongly in the programming anyway. I believe uh, history, as we know it, is is really winding down. I believe the Lord Lord's return and what is known as the rapture of the church is imminent any day. And I think the important takeaway then for our conversation would be to a listener: Are you ready? Are you ready for eternity? Are you ready spiritually for eternity? I mean, we can talk about preparedness all you want food and things like that, but that's really secondary to being spiritually ready for eternity, and that's why ministries like mine really bottom line exist, is to point people to saving faith in Jesus Christ, because only He offers eternal life, and He offers uh, an escape from that terrible time known as the tribulation that is forthcoming. We don't know when, but it's probably not real distant future, but the important takeaway is, do you know the Lord as your personal Savior? If you do, your future is secure, and your future is eternal. And the thought of eternity in the wrong place is unthinkable, because mm-hmm. it's eternity without end. So we want to be with the Lord Jesus for eternity and not in another place. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we go, uh, just tell us about your show. It will be beginning on KKLA starting, uh, I believe, this Saturday at 4 p.m., 99.5 KKLA in the L.A. area. Uh, What can listeners expect uh, from your program? Well, this weekend we... (laughs) I won't go into the details, but this weekend we're going to, Israel's, uh, Israel's 74th anniversary is just about a week away, and uh, I'm doing a program looking at her modern history, how she came into, into, into being, but more specifically at the role America played in her founding, because mm. a, a number of U.S. presidents and some other prominent people, including some prominent pastors from 100, 100 years ago have a huge role in the founding of Israel in uh, starting in 1917 and then ultimately her independence in 1948. So we're going to take a real close look at that, and I think it'll be very educational. Yeah, I think that's a great story. I do some teaching on that with uh, Harry Good. Truman and his friend uh, Eddie Jacobson. Uh, you're probably yeah, familiar grand- with that. It's a, yes, Eddie Jacobson and, and uh, our president. Uh, that's right. It's an amazing, amazing story. And uh, so I'd encourage our listeners to check it out. Uh, our guest is Jan Markell. She's the founder and president and host of Understanding the Times. And uh, Jan, how do people connect with you? Is it olivetreeviews.org? Is that your the right website? That would be great. That would be great. Olivetreeviews.org. And again, I, I thank you for this opportunity. It's a big step for us uh, 
we're we're on about 900 stations, but to come to Southern California is an honor and a privilege. So thank you so much. All right, Jan. Well, uh, welcome to KKLA and Southern California, and thank you for being with me today on Southern California Live. Thank you so much. Goodbye now. All right. That was Jan Markell, the founder and president and host of Understanding the Times radio program that will begin on KKLA this Saturday. You can find more information and listen to programs at org. All right, when we get back, I want to uh, talk about a few subjects. Now, today's National Day of Prayer, and uh, we're going to spend some time in the second hour especially talking about that and uh, some different things. One of the things I want to talk about is some things we've got to pray for and pray about our kids and some of the way that our kids are are being targeted, and I want to be—I want to do this in a way where I'm giving you some examples. I—I I want us on our program, our audience, to be uh, to not generalize things, but try to be specific and consistent as much as possible. Sometimes that's really difficult, but I think that we can do that. And there have been some issues right here that uh, we should be aware of. There are some programs coming on television that you might just say, "Hey, kid, go ahead and watch that. It's on the Discovery Channel. It'll be fine." And uh, it isn't. And I want to give us some insight on that. I think it's very, very important that we talk about these things, uh, especially for your kids or your grandkids. If you know kids, um, you know, there are there are just some things going on that aren't really good. So we're going to talk about that and uh, something that we want to pray for. I'll give you some examples. That's going to come up right after the break. You're listening to Southern California Live. The phone number is 888-528-2557. You can uh, join our conversation when we get back from the break as we talk about those things. This is the Thursday edition of SoCal Live, May 5th, 2022. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live on this beautiful Thursday afternoon, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Maybe you got some plans for that. Uh, you haven't been able to. If you like to go out and get some uh, food and celebrate Cinco de Mayo, you haven't been able to. Maybe last year you could, depending on what county you're living in here in California. In other states, COVID was over a while ago. But uh, two years ago, you you couldn't do it at all. So there you go. It's also my wedding anniversary. And uh, so happy anniversary, Christy. I think she's probably listening. And uh, usually listening with my boys. And uh, I love you. I'll be home soon. Uh, and uh, so we celebrate every every May 5th for that. You know, when you think about uh, life and your, your life together, there's a lot of challenges and a lot of things uh, that you have to deal with. And uh, Christy and I were parents. We're parents of a almost 13-year-old boy and a 10-year-old uh, boy. I just gave him two years. He's only 10. He disobeyed me when he turned 10. I told him he's not allowed, but he did. And my uh, 12-year-old next week will turn 13, and uh, he's not allowed to do that either. But uh, I feel like I'm I'm not going to be obeyed with that. And uh, with that, they're at an age when uh, we find ourselves incredibly aware of the dangers that they have and conversations about, you know, when, when we were kids, uh, there was trouble that we could get into for sure uh, and trouble in areas of, pornography existed, but, you know, you had to go go find it at somebody's dad's house who had a stack of magazines or somewhere. It was not very available. It's just not there. And yeah, there was, uh, you know, back in those days, you were told, don't get into a car with strangers. I know that's completely different now in the Uber and Lyft age, but uh, still, we had a lot of, it was, you really had to seek out trouble in ways that today that trouble seeks you out. With everything on the internet, with everything that is available, 
It's just there for kids. You might not even know. I would suggest that most of us as parents don't even know the different ways that our kids are being approached. And something that we learned during the pandemic, something that is disturbing and something that I encourage every parent, every grandparent to be aware of, and you've got to get on top of it. You know, when we had the pandemic and suddenly we're doing school on Zoom, um, which was this crazy, difficult thing to do right here. I would like you to do your homework, pay attention to your lessons, do this all day. And I would like you to do this on the video game console. And don't get tempted to watch videos. Don't get tempted to look at memes. Don't get tempted to play Minecraft. Just just pay attention. And that didn't work too well. And the studies are coming out. It's a different subject. But the studies are coming out about how damaging that has been to um, the kids' education for the last couple of years. But the other thing that happened is for many of us, we went back to school. I got to sit through, you know, third grade science and I got to sit through my kids' classrooms because it got to the point where, and, and I know my boys are probably listening, perhaps, that uh, you sit there and you, you're in class with them. Otherwise, they're not going to be in class. You, you had to do that. And it was, it was a tough period of time. Well, one of the things that some people learned is that there's agendas that some teachers have that uh, some of them are just political, but some of them were sexual in nature, and that there were videos that came out about how do we hide this from parents. And now we see more and more often, including an episode right here in Glendale, uh, California, of agendas to hide certain teachings from parents. And why are we doing that? And we are seeing this agenda play out in other ways. So what's happening is with all the conversation that's happening with Disney and uh, the uh, what got dubbed as the don't say gay bill, but it's actually the bill that just says in Florida, don't be teaching sexual things to the kids uh, up to third grade. You know, four, four years old through eight years old, this is not a time for that conversation. And what we're finding is that this is something that's happening all over the place. Uh, maybe you didn't know this, but the Discovery Channel has a program that is uh, coming out here very, very soon. And uh, the Discovery Show, it's Discovery Plus. So I think you got to pay extra for this. You should cancel your subscription to that right after we're done here. The show is um, a show talking about gay or trans people throughout history, and it's not even historically accurate. And it's targeted towards kids. Um, and uh, this is what it's uh, this is what it begins at. Go ahead and play clip one about the world's queer exciting truth will help you dig it up like an academic sleuth hidden in these pages are stories fit for stages that inform us and engage us shine a light on the dark ages outrageous and courageous and we promise that it rages girl don't be a tease spill some tea okay you thought mayor pete was one of a kind well he wasn't even the first Abe Lincoln was a queer commander-in-chief, a secret that's ready to burn. Think trans rights started in 2010? Well, my friends, you better think again. Trans activists want to be here. You'll learn all about it in the Book of Queer. Program is called the Book of Queer. Book of Queer, and what it does is it's targeted towards children to teach them uh, about history and the idea of of people's different different leaders and different people throughout history who had. Um, maybe different sexualities. The trouble is, is that a lot of it is just made up. Abraham Lincoln uh, was not queer. Historians have debunked that. It's just not true. There's just nothing true about that. And yet you have a brand new show about this. And I think some of it is to say, well, Lincoln's a great president. Wouldn't he be great if he went this way? People say that because he had a friend, a friend named Joshua, and they were really, they were really good friends. And the notion is, well, they must have been more than that, which makes no sense.
there was a thought that David and Jonathan in the Bible, because there's a, a line that says David loved Jonathan, that uh, they must have been homosexual, which is not at all what that means. It's not at all what that. I have guy friends who I love. I carry, care greatly about. I am not attracted to them in that way. Um, you know, President James Buchanan, who was right before Lincoln, a lot of people do think that uh, he was a homosexual. A lot of historians do believe that. There's comments that other people made about him, and he was not married. He's the one president we had who was never married, uh, which by itself doesn't mean that either. Um, but nobody really likes that president. He's always considered by every historical ranking uh, the worst president we've ever had, mainly because he misjudged slavery and the problem that that was coming. He thought that the nation would not divide over slavery and that the courts would eventually work it out. And so he kind of ignored it. And then we had civil war because of him. Um, well, because of him and a whole bunch of other people, actually. This is the issue here is that this is targeted towards your kids, towards little kids. And on the one hand, I think that there is a a movement maybe among people on the right to just sort of generalize this and say that all schools are all teachers, or maybe they're not really saying that, but that's how it comes across. And I don't think we should do that. I think that um, teachers really have a hard time navigating all of these things. Most teachers are okay, but some do have the agenda. And they have been putting it out there on TikTok, and uh, that gets posted on Twitter and other things. And a lot of the teachers who have been in trouble for this, it's because they post a video online that somebody now forwards around. Uh, one teacher online last uh, fall posted something where now this is a a guy who's teaching little kids who's talking about um, minor sexual attract minor attraction uh, to kids that it's okay to be an adult but be sexually attracted to little kids, uh, and uh, he didn't see any problem with putting that out there. You see, so I want to show you a few things, and I want you to know what the agenda is, and I also want to encourage us to be involved with our school boards and to be specific and consistent. And especially when we're interacting with people who might disagree with us, because a lot of the ways that we can mess this up is when we are rude ourselves, when we are obnoxious ourselves, when we decide to be mean and nasty. We can be bold and we can be truthful without being a jerk. And we can love those who aren't loving us. Let them be the jerk if they're going to be. And there's a lot of good conversation that comes across with different different sides on this. We need to be open to that. But one of the issues here is that um, emails recently exposed right here in Glendale, Glendale Unified uh, School District, uh, some teachers saying we need to take a more aggressive approach in teaching uh, LGBTQ plus all the letters ideology. And in this, one of the lines in these emails where we will also teach that LGBTQ plus is everybody, every society, every culture group, every age over all time, with the only difference being the degree to which dominant entities were willing to cause injury physically or emotionally to others in attempt to enforce conformity uh, of their own narrow construction of normality. And that's really the key, you know, because have there been people with uh, different stuff going on? Yes, that's been a part of the world. But the issue is the construction of normality. And this is what is the attempt of uh, people to try to break down. And also in here, the idea is to say the normality of, of socialism was a big part of this email, that socialism is, it says, socialism is the normal human condition. So it's much, it's well beyond just people's sexual behaviors or preferences or orientation. 
it is actually an agenda to teach a different way of governing, to give government control. And in the history of socialism, it's not good. And if you say, well, what about those people up in the Europe? Uh, you know, the, a lot of the European socialist nations, first of all, it's not as good as our politicians, I mean, Bernie Sanders and that crowd want to say. Secondly, they wouldn't be able to do some of the things they're doing from a social standpoint if we weren't protecting them with our military, if they weren't able to rely on NATO, if they were forced to build up their own defenses, if they were forced to, forced to spend their tax dollars on uh, defense and other things that we're still covering that we, the American taxpayer, are, are still doing. And that can be good or bad. That can be your opinion. But, you know, it is, it, this is, this is an, a, a direct attempt to change uh, a generation, and it's an attack on the kids. Okay, this is about not telling college students. This isn't undergraduate studies. I mean, this kind of teaching has been undergraduate for years. This is about little kids. We're talking about third graders. And parents discovered that third graders in the Glendale Unified School District were being shown sexual education videos that some of those parents are describing as pornographic. We've seen this around the country where parents have gone to school boards reading from texts that young kids that are definitely pornographic, describing uh, sex acts that I don't even know if I'm allowed to describe them on the air but right now. And uh, I'm nervous talking about this because my kids might be listening, and I'm trying to censor how I'm going to say it. But you need to know that uncensored stuff that when you were in second and third grade, you probably didn't know anything about, that there is a movement to help to to make kids believe this stuff. And there's a philosophy that is behind it. You may have remembered a few years ago in 2013, can you play the Melissa Harris uh, Perry clip? I think that is, uh, might be clip number three. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. Now, that was incredibly controversial, and that was in 2013, nine years ago. But did you catch all that, that the, parent, the kids do not belong to the parents? And I'm sure there's a lot of nuance, and you can call and you can join that conversation if you want to do that. But there is a philosophy here about who is responsible for teaching morals, teaching direction to your kids. It's always been a part of school. Golden rule has been, uh, you know, school used to teach the Bible. There's always, there's a part of schooling where you have to teach things, but there is an agenda that is driven by the idea that parents should be out. And this is, I guess, where I'm really getting to this, is that the agenda that needs to be, uh, that we need to go to school board meetings and we need to call our administrators is the idea that parents are out, that parents don't get to know what's going on. To understand that that email that exposed what's going on in Glendale, people had to fire file a uh, Freedom of Information Act claim because the school administrators wouldn't give that information to the parents. They wouldn't say what video was being shown. Can I watch that? They had to force the law to do that. This is the problem, and this is happening, and it is real. Play clip number uh, two. This is President Biden just last week. You've heard me say it many times about our children, but it's true. They're all our children. And the, the reason you're the teachers of the year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. 
Now, the nuance is when you're a teacher, I know that as a teacher, you love those kids and you see them as yours and you've got them for seven or eight hours and you love them and you care. And I know that. But the notion that they do not belong to the parents, the notion that the parents don't matter for that six, seven or eight hours, that's what I'm getting at. And that is something that we have to fight against. That is something that is targeted towards little kids. And this is why people use words like grooming and stuff, which might be too strong in some cases, but in other cases, it's the secretive nature of it. It is the pressuring kids to to come to come to sexual decisions about their gender or orientation or other things that they don't really know anything about, that they don't really even know what that means. Without the parents' involvement, without the guardian's involvement, without probably even the awareness that we have that this is going on. That's going on in our country right now. This is something we got to pray for. I'm going to hit on this a little bit later. We'll take your calls at 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can call and join the conversation now. This is Southern California Live. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned. I, too, am a social worker of over 25 years, and I've advocated for children for many years, even before I was an official social worker. This is not an issue of being for or against anyone. The issue is that school is not supposed to be a place to teach any ideology, nor is it the responsibility or the role of teachers or schools to teach how kids view a certain type of person or viewpoint. School is an academic institution. As we have those who are opposed and support a certain viewpoint, you should not be able to decide which people get to be supported and which get to be ignored and offended. You are essentially picking a side and invalidating a whole group of people. Since this is the case, as with every other ideology, including religion, it should not be included at all in class time. What educational benefit does it have? You are certainly teaching kids and to think Ms. a certain Mendoza, way about themselves or to see things a certain way that may be against what they, their own beliefs, Thank and you. that's not right. This was a, a social worker speaking to the Glendale Unified School District meeting where parents came uh, outraged about some emails that were exposed between different teachers and different staff and different administrators about the agenda of teaching certain ideologies, both in the uh, sexual area, but also socialism, some other things, without telling the parents. And parents are asking for transparency. They would like, and one of the issues here is that there was a counter-protest of people from the uh, LGBTQ plus um, groups, and uh, a lot of that was, was um, you know, they were, uh, they spoke well to each other, which I think is okay. Some of it wasn't. Um, that is there. But the idea is to try to differentiate, to say, look, we're not saying we're against these people, which I think is something that is important to, to try to say in these things, but it's to say we're not for teaching our kids this or any kind of agenda that parents don't know about. There needs to be tr- uh, transparency. One of the things that angered one of the parents, and I won't play the clip, is the specific sexual acts that were described to junior hires about ways to not get pregnant, things to do with other kids, uh, if you're curious. Many of those things, by the way, cause disease. They cause bodily injury. There's a whole lot. There's a long list of things, reasons not to do that. And uh, teachers just uh, emphasize that, that they should do that. And don't tell your parents. There's this attitude that parents shouldn't know that this is going on. Uh, One of the other issues is that the last time this came up, one of the board members, the 
uh, just walked out and doesn't want to listen to it. Go to clip number five. Um, this is regarding an action from a uh, board member a couple of weeks ago. Um, I just don't think it's right when a board member just gets up and leaves when you have concerned parents, you know, pleading their heart out to everyone. Um, you know, we talk about inclusion, and I totally agree. Now, is it inclusion for everyone that you agree with, or is it inclusion for people you don't agree with? It's a good question, you know. So my suggestion is I think we should all definitely hear from every side of the aisle, regardless, and, you know, go from there. The real issue here is the right of parents to be informed about curriculum in a transparent fashion before that curriculum is given to children or shown to children. If you're wondering what some of the, you know, a solution is to a lot of this, transparency is one of the things that we as parents need to be asking for. Transparency itself doesn't say one side or the other. It's saying we need to know what's going on, what is being taught. And if parents don't have a right to change that, at least parents ought to know. And that is a big part of the problem. That is why some people use terms like grooming and other things, because it's the secrecy that leads into those problems. It's the private agendas that parents are not welcomed in. I'm working with a PTA group with parents who are dealing with, um, I don't want to, to get into it too specifically, but there's somebody who wants to buy a bunch of curriculum that's not scholastic, that's sort of outside of what school usually does and was given a bunch of funds uh, to be able to do that. And then word got out of what this teacher was going to be buying, which was some very far to the left stuff. And it was all secretive. And the PTA groups got together and they didn't say don't buy it specifically. They said we demand to have a – if you want the money, you have to have a list. We want a list of everything that's being bought. And then those things didn't get bought. See, you have a right to transparency. You have a right to know what's going on in the classroom of your kids. And I I would say, parents, and I'm, I'm with you, we have an obligation to know. We also have an obligation to know what's on the TV when we send them to go watch that. And the world's changing. It used to be go to Disney Plus and turn it on, and Disney Plus even edits some movies. There are some movies where they take out some curse words, they take out some scenes. I don't know if you knew that about Disney. And that's something that has always been the sort of the wholesomeness about Disney. And now all of a sudden you got to go to Disney Plus and you got to watch it first. And you don't have that anymore. I don't, you would think that there's somebody on the board of directors at places like Disney with kids who are saying – Aren't we harming our our audience here? Aren't we, you know, and maybe that's going to turn up somewhere. Friends, we've got to be involved. What I would invite you to do is do not be terrified, but go ahead and go to the school board meetings. Go ahead and go to the PTA meetings or whatever group that you might have and be supportive. Be supportive of your teachers. I think Probably the majority of teachers are not on some kind of agenda. Everybody's got an opinion and everybody's leaning a certain way. Push for transparency. Make sure that you know what is being taught and expose things that are secret that are not appropriate for kids at a young age. One person who came up to speak from the LGBT side of it, uh, I can't play the clip because it was pretty foul. She makes a point in there and she says, you know, a lot of you people are coming from families where you have multiple divorces, where there is open sexual activity, kids from different moms and dads. Um, should the teachers avoid those subjects too? And I thought, you know what, it's a good 
it is a what she said was should the teachers not be able to explain that to kids who ask and i thought this is an area where we really have to understand the nuance it's different if you're a kid and you've got two dads or two moms and you go ask your teacher about it teachers need something to say okay it's different if you're a child of divorce and you don't understand it or there's affairs or there's behaviors by parents and uh you know this person said by christian parents and often that's true you know that's why hypocrisy is bad but there is a difference between pushing an agenda and a teacher coming to class and saying you know what you can cheat on your marriage you can have an open marriage you can have multiple partners you can do all the and teaching that as some kind of acceptable way of life there's a difference between coming out there and making that part of the curriculum and just being a teacher who is listening to a kid who's trying to process what all of this means see there's a difference between those two roles we have to help teachers who are in a position where kids are coming up where their parents are doing all kinds of weird stuff and uh, troubling stuff, and teachers are the ones they might go talk to. We have to help teachers have a language to use there. There are situations. What we're talking about is a curriculum and an agenda to teach kids about ways of life that are against what the parents are teaching, against what is often even safe, against what is actually psychologically or emotionally helpful for kids at younger ages especially. See, there's a big difference. My friends, we have to be involved. We have to be smart. We have to be wise. We have to be caring. We have to be people of grace, but we've got to defend our kids, and they are under attack. It's not by everybody, maybe not even the majority, but it's in there, and it's getting exposed more and more often, and and we saw it. We're seeing it. It's right there in our newspapers. It's right there in our city. And who knows what's going on that we're not seeing. Can I, I know this is a disturbing topic, but we've got to be a people who can have the conversation. Go to your school board meetings, figure out who these people are. Your ballots are coming in the mail, by the way, this week. A lot of this has to do with how we vote. And it's, it's not just individuals, it's philosophies that we're voting for. Be aware of those things. Take care of your kids. We're going to have more time to talk about that stuff. And I'm, you know, could just rant about it, but there's a commercial coming up and we're going to take that and we're going to come back and talk about National Day of Prayer and we need to pray. We need to recognize that these things are spiritual. This is spiritual attack that's happening and don't don't decide it isn't because it doesn't make any sense to do this and this is something that has just devolved in the last few years. We have seen so much change and so much um that is being presented as good and positive, and yet you look around and the world is falling apart. We shouldn't be surprised. All right. This is the Southern California Live program. I'm Scott Furrow. It's good to be with you. We are on every day from 3 to 5 every weekday right here in KKLA and KPRZ in San Diego. If you want to get a copy of our podcast, go to kkla.com, look for the program guide, and you can do that. Plus, if you go to kkla.com if you're listening in Los Angeles or kprz.com if you're in San Diego, lots of events coming up, including the Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast. Please click on that banner, send it to a friend. Come to that. It's all next week. We'll be back in just a moment with Hour 2 of Southern California Live. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.